Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Rest from the Storm Conference Call Church. Today is the first Saturday of June. It's June the 2nd, 2018. Again, I bring you greetings on behalf of our pastor, Dr. Millicent Black, to Refuge from the Storm Church. Let me remind you that we are a ministry of hope, encouragement, and purpose. To our regular members, our regular listeners, And to any new listeners, thank you for sharing in a portion of your Saturday afternoon in worship with us. We invite and extend to you an invitation to join in as we focus our minds, hearts, and intentions on the worship of our great, mighty, and compassionate God. Before the Lord in joy and adoration, we are called to worship the Lord is he who made us, and we are his, and not we ourselves. We are his people, the pasture. There is no one holy like you. There is no one besides you, O God. There is no rock like our God. Bless his holy name. Today, our serving team consists of Reverend Dr. Millicent Black, who will deliver the preach word today. Elder Carolyn Cunningham serves as our worship leader. Elder, excuse me, Sister Elka Morris will offer an opening song. Sister Cassandra Lewis serves as our talk show manager and music coordinator, and she's assisted by Sister Helena Thompson. Our altar prayer will be delivered by Sister Cassandra Lewis today. And Sister Kim Straub will offer our invitation to discipleship. Let me please remind you of some announcements for the coming events or gatherings for the coming week. A a reminder, today is the Lord's Supper, and please uh, be gathering your elements, your juice or your water, your cracker or your, your a piece of bread, and Sister Carolyn will give you uh, further instructions as we get closer to that time. A reminder, a Wednesday night small group Bible study, that's this coming Wednesday, June the 6th. The subject is Justice and Sabbath Laws. That's Justice and Sabbath Laws. Now, actually, this coming week, We will be starting our summer quarter, and the title of the summer quarter is Justice in the New Testament. And that quarter will focus on justice as presented in the New Testament. Justice is portrayed as a primary characteristic of God's nature, and we are called to emulate God's justice toward each other. 
Now, with this lesson, we'd actually start Unit 1, and uh, Unit 1's title is God is Just and Merciful. And all the lessons in Unit 1 will remind us that human interpretations of the law must not conflict with mercy and justice as acted out in our daily lives. So we'll be talking about justice. Every morning, Monday through Friday, please plan to uh, join in with us for early morning prayer. And that begins at 6.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 3.30 a.m. Pacific Time. A reminder that the Tuesday West Coast prayer call uh, for the moment has been discontinued. And the Saturday morning prayer team call uh, will be, uh, let's say, on vacation until the start of the fall. So please remember the Saturday morning prayer call will be suspended until uh, the fall. And we will be sure and notify you of the exact uh, starting time in the newsletter and through the announcements during worship service. Uh, just a quick reminder, our monthly prayer focus is peace of mind in the midst of a storm. And the newsletter has a few uh, verses that you may use during your prayer time. We know that the peace of God uh, surpasses all understanding, and it will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Don't forget to pray for your immediate and extended families during your uh, personal prayer closet time. Also include the church universal, the worldwide church. Uh, don't forget about your, the targeted individuals in North America and around the world. Please pray for your cities, your counties, your parishes, your regions, your states, and the nation all of our community leaders, our, our political leaders, and if you've identified any influencers um, around the world, please pray for them as well and pray that they seek God's face in whatever they do. If you have weekly prayer requests, please send them to refugefromstorm at aol.com, and we will be sure to forward those prayer requests to Pastor Millicent, or to Minister Juanita. So I thank you for your attention during these uh, brief announcements. Sister Elka will lead us in an opening song, after which Elder Carolyn Cunningham will lead us through the rest of our worship service. Don't forget, if there is uh, noise or any interference in the background where you are, don't forget to mute your personal phones or cell phones. Uh, we want to give all reverence to the to worship of the Lord and to whomever is speaking. So please uh, be real cognizant of whatever's going on in the background. So thank you very much. And now I'll turn it over to Sister Elka. Wait and listen, everyone who is thirsty. I'm singing um, whole everyone that is thirsty. Isaiah 55, verse 1. Oh, everyone that is thirsty in spirit, oh, everyone that is weary and sad, 
Come to the fountain, there's fullness in Jesus. All that you're longing for, come and be glad. I will pour water on him who is thirsty. I will pour floods upon the dry ground. Open your heart for the gift I am bringing. While you are seeking me, I will be found. Child of the world, are you tired of your bondage? Weary of earth, joy so false, so untrue. Thirsting for God and his fullness of blessing. Listen to the promise, a message for you. I will pour water on him who is thirsty. I will pour floods upon the dry ground. Open your heart for the gift I am bringing. While you are seeking me, I will be found. Child of the kingdom, be filled with the Spirit. Nothing but fullness thy blessing can meet. Tis the endowment for life and for service. Thine is the promise so certain, so sweet. I will pour water on him who is thirsty. I will pour floods upon the dry ground. Open your heart for the gift I am bringing. While you are seeking me, I will be found. While you are seeking me, I will be found. Beautiful. Amen. Amen. Uh, the scripture. Chapter 50, verse 20, Genesis. But as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good, in order to bring it about as it is this day to save many people alive. Let us pray. Father God, please forgive us when we question you. It's just that our suffering is so deep, so troublesome, so harmful, that our flesh wants to know its meaning for us, the why of it all. When these questions arise, please quell our spirits with this scripture. Remind us that regardless of whether we know anything or not, you will use this evil being waged against us for good. It may be just for our good or it could be for the good of all of those we encounter or both. Help us to trust you and you alone and not put any faith in the promises of humans. For you, Father God, reign supreme over all life and all principalities here on earth and beyond. What looks like failure and disaster is often a cover for the heavenly work you are doing on our behalf behind the scenes of our lives. When we panic, Father God, help us to invoke the name of your son Jesus, who suffered and died for our sins. Jesus love, Jesus peace, Jesus rest, Jesus wisdom, Jesus provision, Jesus healing, Jesus restoration. Amen, amen, and amen. Now we'll have a worship song. 
entitled Surely God is Able Amen. by the Gaither Homecoming. That will be followed by the author prayer to be offered by Sister Cassandra Bowen. Oh, 
Father God, we come before you today asking that you pardon us our sins and transgressions and humble us with a willingness and the mercy to forgive those who sin and trespass against us. Lord, we ask that you wash our hearts and minds clean from all unrighteousness. We thank you, Father. Lord, the enemy makes us mad many times, even to the point of thinking evil thoughts of payback and retribution. Dear God, this prayer is about wanting to take revenge, wanting to take revenge on those who hurt us for no cause. Father, I think that we, at many times, entertain vengeful thoughts concerning these crimes of infringement and hacking of our minds and bodies, the unwarranted and unjust surveillance into our homes, into our lives. We sometimes entertain vengeful thoughts revolving around our losses, our hurts and pains, and our missed opportunities because of this crime. But your word says for us not to take revenge, but leave room for your wrath. You say to us that you'll avenge, that you will repay. And then you tell us, Lord, if our enemy is hungry, to feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. Because by doing this, we will heap burning coals on his head. We will convict his mind of his wrongdoing. Lord, you tell us to not be overcome by evil, but to overcome evil with good. So, Heavenly Father, help us to manage and process our righteous anger. We do know it's okay to get mad at the devil, but, Lord, help us to respond in the best way to his attacks. Help us to humble ourselves in prayer, praise, and worship to you, our best defense. We know that prayer and worship are our weapons of spiritual warfare. We, your saints, your warriors, have authority to conquer Satan. The Holy Spirit tells us that we don't fight people, but nevertheless, we do fight. We fight a spiritual battle against wickedness, against principalities and powers, and against the rulers of the darkness of this age. Father, help us to gain victory in this spiritual battle. You said we can do this by taking up your whole armor so that we may be able to withstand their assault and having done all to stand our ground. So help us, Lord, by our actions to demonstrate your love. We believe those who oppose us are hurting people who struggle with the ravages of life because they are apart from you. They are lost. They are alone. They are desperate. And they have most likely exhausted the sins Lord, I know they've done it all. So, Father, help us to be a beacon of light, to not only reach out to these people by our response to them and what they do, but also to equip other targeted believers with the tools to reach these aggressors with the love of Christ. Mm -hmm. So, dear Lord, our lesson is to take our revenge on the devil and his workers in prayer because, as your word says, The effective prayer of a righteous man availeth much, can accomplish much. Help us, Lord, to pray for the right things in the right way, according to your word. 
Through prayer, praise, and worship in this spiritual battle, we want to see the enemy defeated in our lives. And so, therefore, we praise you for your love and faithfulness. We praise you for being a perfect, holy, trustworthy God that is bigger than all the evil that we experience. We ask, Lord, that you give us eyes to see when evil is before us, hearts to hate evil, and the desire to flee from its presence. We ask for the long-expected Jesus to come quickly and make all things new. And so, Lord, in this we pray and we say, in Jesus, Yeshua's precious name, the true God and the true man, and by the power of his blood, amen. Amen. The next um, musical selection we have is entitled The Question Is by the Whining. That will be followed by the message to be delivered today by Reverend Nelson.
so that you may know the way you should go. For you have not passed this way before. Let us pray. Great and mighty God, we come today, Lord, to thank you for being God. We thank you, O oh God, that indeed this is the day that you have made, and we are rejoicing and we are glad in it. I pray, God, that you would bless the hearts and minds of those who have gathered around the call this day, O oh God. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would toil the heart, the soil of our hearts, that the seeds that is sown today would fall on good ground and that we would produce a harvest for the glory of God. The word of God says some 30, some 60, and some 100-fold. Now, O God, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be accessible in thy sight for you, O God, are my strength and my redeemer in Jesus' name. Amen. And the title of the message this afternoon is You Have Not Passed This Way Before. You have not passed this way before. I was talking to a friend on yesterday afternoon who was walking her dog on a walking trail. She seemed to be walking in some wooded terrain when suddenly she said she thought she might be lost. She realized that she had not been on that part of the terrain before. Often before we start out on a journey or a vacation, we map our way or we map out the course. We're going on vacation, we look up the route on MapQuest, put it in our GPS or Google Maps. We may even call AAA for a trip tick. I used to do this a lot years ago before taking a road trip. It was always organized in a way that got you to your destination and safely back home without any trouble. Last week, I began a series about the memorial made of 12 stones that was built on the west bank of the Jordan River. These stones were to be a memorial to Israel of how God had brought them out of Egypt, kept them in the wilderness, and all of the many miracles that were performed for them along the way. They were to be the talking point for generations to come when the question was asked, what do these stones mean? The title of that message was Moving Forward While Looking Back. We talked briefly about the 12 stones that were left in the Jordan and the 12 stones that were placed on the west bank of the Jordan as a memorial on the, of the journey to the promised land. I expected to preach about the stones left in the Jordan today as, as my tablet gets hacked. However, we have another place to stop before going there. The Pericope today finds Israel still on the east bank of the Jordan. They have been at this location for three days, and the word has come from the Lord that it's time to cross over. Joshua has been given strict instructions to tell the priests and the people, and he would follow these directions to the letter. God led Israel through the desert by testing their ability to follow his leading. There were many ways that God led Israel after they left Egypt. 
One way was he led them by Moses. Another way was by cloud by day and fire by night. Yet another way was by an angel and then by the tent of meeting or the tabernacle that held the ark of the covenant of the Lord. Each represented the presence of the Almighty God. On the way, God quickly moved from just the leadership of a man to see if the people could follow him no matter what. When he used Moses, he sent Moses to tell Pharaoh to let my people go. Then he told Israel when it was time to prepare for the Passover meal and what to expect. Moses next told them when it was time to leave Egypt and what to do before they left. God told Israel that they were not going out empty-handed. The second way God has chosen to lead Israel as they crossed the wilderness was by cloud in the day and by fire at night. As Israel left Egypt, Moses gave the verbal instructions, but it was God who led them. He led them in a way that immediately required trust. In the daytime, God led them in a cloud so that they would not have to suffer from the heat of the desert. In the nighttime, God told them where to stop and gave them light and heat by a pillar of fire. Throughout their journey to the Red Sea, God did not take away the cloud in the daytime nor did the pillar of fire fail to appear at night. God was always with them and reminded them that he brooded over them like a man over her nest or an eagle over his eaglet. Both the mother and the father eagle sits on the eggs to hatch them, and both are responsible for raising the little eagles. God refers to himself as an eagle in Deuteronomy, and again in Psalms 91 we read, I shall cover you. With my pinions and under my wings, you shall abide. Because God was always watching over his people and protecting them from danger. The third way God has chosen to lead Israel across that wilderness was by an angel. Behold, I am sending an angel before you to protect you along the way and to bring you to the place I have prepared. God told Israel to pay attention to that angel and listen to his voice, to not make him angry, for he will not forgive rebellion. God then said something very interesting. He said, since my name is in him. Now, you'll recall in Numbers chapter 6, we hear this is our benediction blessing every single morning after we've prayed. God said to Moses, when I see my name on Israel, I will bless them. Notice how many different ways God uses to test Israel's obedience and to raise their faith in God. He does not worry if they will get discouraged and threaten to turn back. God knows that they will. However, the Lord never misses an opportunity to teach them that he is with them. Remember, before God or Jesus can be your Savior, they have got to be your Lord. They've got to be boss, the one who caused the shot. I heard a story of a man driving, I think somewhere in the Midwest, maybe in Arizona, when suddenly he said he saw a man standing on the side of the road hitchhiking. Though he never stopped to pick people up normally, he said he felt compelled to stop for this man. 
The man got in the car, told the driver to tell the people that Jesus is coming soon. Then the hitchhiker disappeared. This hitchhiker was called an angel. The angel was seemingly sent to warn you and to warn me that Jesus is coming soon. I know there are many ways you can explain away what just happened. However, with the words of the hitchhiker or without them, the message is still true. Jesus is coming soon. The fourth way God led Israel while they were going across the wilderness was by a cloud that was over the tent of meeting that held the Ark of the Covenant. It is said that the the um, when the cloud was over the tent of meeting, not even Moses could stand to go inside. But if the cloud was, verse 36 of, of chapter 3 says, whenever the cloud was lifted from above the tabernacle, the Israelites would set out through all the stages of their journey. If the cloud was not lifted, they would not set out until the day it was taken up. If it stayed a day, three days, a week, a month, or even a year, Israel was not to move until the cloud lifted. And the tent of tabernacle which bore the Ark of the Covenant was taken up. These examples were shared today to show you that God does not just thrust us out anywhere without making provision and without going with us. His promise to Joshua rings true for each of you today. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. And understand, God didn't just keep Moses after he sent him back to Egypt to lead the children of Israel out. As a baby, when the command went out to kill all of the Jewish babies, the Hebrew babies, Moses' mother had enough sense and courage to hide him and then put him in a basket in the river River Nile. And God saw to it that Moses' um, basket ended up in the king's palace. And the king's daughter took him out and raised him as her son. And then the king's daughter sent the little girl who happened to be Moses' sister to look for a woman that could feed Moses. And the little sister went and got the mother, and so the mother still got to raise her child. Even as Moses committed a sin and killed one of his grandfather's servants, he ran away and went off onto the backside of the desert. But guess what? God did not miss Moses. He always knew where Moses was. So when it was time, God went to Moses, told him, I have seen the oppression of my people, and I've heard they're crying. Now I myself have come down to deliver them. And then Moses got an order that he could not receive. When you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God being carried by the Levitical priest, said Joshua, then you shall set out from your place. Follow it so that you may know the way you should go, for you have not passed this way before. There were specific instructions for Joshua to give to the priests concerning crossing the Jordan River. I was looking intently at the flow of these scriptures as I sought to clearly see what was going on and to put it in proper order. So verse 8 said, You shall command the priests who are carrying the Ark of the Covenant, saying, When you come 
to the edge of the waters of Jordan. You shall stand still in the Jordan. Joshua told the sons of Israel that when they saw this next miracle, they would know that God was able to subdue their enemies. Understand that these children of Israel were not those who remembered the crossing of the Red Sea. However, they would certainly remember what God was about to do for them in crossing the Jordan. If God can cause a flooding riverbank to open up, dry up, and the waters to stand still on either side of the priest, surely God is able to carry out the art of war against their enemies. Surely God is able to carry out the art of war against our enemies. These would be the inhabitants of the land that God had promised to give to Israel, the promised land. For us, our enemies are those who have taken up the weapons of of the United States Department of Defense and around the world they have decided to use them. Our enemies would be those who have gone onto the commercial market, sometimes even Amazon, and purchased weapons that are considered to be active denial in that they can use them on you or against you and still deny that anything is being done. Our enemies are those who use character assassination and slander to keep us isolated and to keep people putting us down. If God could subdue Israel's enemies, make no mistake, God can subdue ours. How many times have you experienced a miracle in your own life? Do you think that Meghan Markle ever thought she would be married to a real duke and become a part of the family bloodline of a real queen? Meghan met Harry, son of the late Princess Diana and Prince Charles, on a blind date. She had been married before and he had not, yet they found love together and several weeks ago took their vows in a marriage ceremony that was televised worldwide. Talk about a miracle. I believe this was one and Megan would probably not disagree with it. But the point is nothing is too hard for God. Opening the Jordan River was not too hard for God, with the priests or without them. However, God was still confirming God's dependability to protect and save God's people. The point being made at this time, though, was for the safety of Israel, the priests were to go into the Jordan before the people entered. It's almost like the priests had to secure the waters. I remember during baptizing at the Baptist church where I grew up, the deacons always went into the pool first. It was such a ceremonial moment. Everyone stood looking in awe and feeling the presence of God as the act of obedience was being carried out. After the deacons went into the water and kind of tested them, the pastor would be helped into the pool by the deacons and then the candidate for baptism. <clears throat> I'm sure there was some fear in the camp of the Israelites at the thought of going into the river, even though the priest was securing and ensuring the safety of the waters. The Red Sea crossing was magnificent. However, by the time Israel got there, God had already performed the miracle. This time, the miracle was dependent upon the obedience of the priest and the people. 
Now, what I learned as I looked at these scriptures and I thought I would share them with you this afternoon, the first thing that the children of Israel had to do was follow a safe distance behind the ark. Israel was not to follow too close upon the ark, which bore the presence of God and represented the presence of God. When you are following the leader of a motorcade, you have to follow at a specific distance. Not too close, yet not too far. If you follow too close, you might run into the real end if they were to break suddenly. If you follow too far, other cars can get between you and the leader. Don't you see what this means to you and to me? If we follow too close to Jesus, we might try to get in front of him, deciding that he's going too slow. Do you remember when you decided to do it your way because God was not moving in the time you had allotted? Yet, if you lag too far behind God's instructions, someone else might step in and get the blessing. The missing of the blessing was something that blind Bartimaeus did more than once. And actually, I'm referring to the man at the, uh, at the pool of Siloam. Every time the water was stirred, someone got in before him. He had to follow the instructions of the healer to become made whole. The second thing we have to do and Israel had to do as they were about to cross the Jordan River, we had, they had to wait for the priest with the ark to stand still. Do you remember being in a hurry to get to a place and you couldn't wait for traffic to move out of the way? Before the car in front could get out of your way, you were already jumping out in front of them. God fixed it so that if anyone passed the priest who was bearing the presence of God, they might run into an enemy that they could not subdue. Not to mention the fact that the ground seemed to, to uh, have to dry as the priest set their feet on it. So it's necessary that we wait for those who are leading us and not keep moving beyond the place where they stop. God fixes it so that we have to follow people because God will give the instructions to the leader. The third thing we want to remember is that we should know that God is with us. The priest would have never moved from the east bank of the Jordan if Joshua had not told them it was time to move. Joshua would not have moved unless instructed by God. The value of knowing that God is with you is the assurance that nothing will come up that God can't handle. Many things could occur that I can't handle if I'm leading myself. Moses told God once, if you aren't going, I'm not moving off of this spot. I don't ever want to be where God is not. The ark was the assurance of the presence of the Lord. I would make sure to stay close to the one with the ark. And in today's language, I'd stay close to the one with the anointing. Your enemies, number four, cannot miss the miracle of God's presence to protect you. Many times there were reports of Israel's enemies seeing or hearing about the power of Israel's God. It's like having a bully around. I don't know about you all, but I encountered some bullies even as a child and in my teenage years. 
I wasn't one to fight at all, and it seemed that every now and then I'd get this bully. He would want to just mess with me, but they would never mess with me except I was alone and they had a crowd. Sometimes there's a person who is considered weak, and the bully loves to gather his or her friends to taunt the person who has made the brunt of the jokes. When the bully runs into your big brother, though, he and his followers back up. Well, the bully for you and me is Satan. His followers are the perpetrators, the minions, and sometimes even other Christians. But then comes Jesus, our big brother. When Jesus shows up, the followers are the first to back up and leave the bully with Jesus. Satan took Jesus to Calvary, expecting that this would be the end of the king of the followers of the way. The Christians and the king's kids but scatter under Satan's control. What Satan did not expect was that the way up was down. Jesus knew that. He didn't expect Jesus to humble himself and take what was dished out to him. They never realized until after the resurrection that Jesus was the way to forgiveness of sin and eternal life for all of humanity. God knew that none of us had passed this way before, So we needed an example to follow. We needed a roadmap. So God sent the word as a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. We needed oil for our lamps, and God sent the Holy Spirit. We still couldn't make it through this life without the pull of sin on our physical bodies, so God sent Jesus. Jesus came into the earth because not even the priest was sufficient to follow due to their own propensity to sin. Some died in the temple because of their own sins. But Jesus, the Lamb of God, came that he might be the one who had lived in this earth without sin. Only a lamb without blemish was acceptable on the night of the Passover from Egypt. Today, only the Lamb of God, Jesus the Christ, can make atonement for you and for me. You have not passed this way before, and neither have I. Because of God's love for us, God sent his son, Jesus, who could make it through this life, defeat death, hell, and the grave, and still be fit for heaven. Today, Jesus sits at the right hand of God as our great high priest. And today, we celebrate the commemoration of the sacrifice that Jesus made for us at Calvary. God sent Jesus to lead the way for us because we have not been this way. Before. Amen. Amen. Thank you. 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 A piece of bread, a cracker, water, juice, or wine. The worship song, God Leads His Children Along, by Bishop D.E. Patterson, will be played. I want to go back about 103 years. Yeah. 
and shade the green pasture. Yeah, yeah, man. 
invite you now to to this communion table in the name of the one who said, I am the bread of life. This is the table of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is here that we remember how he gave his body and his blood to save us. On the night he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread and after giving thanks to God, broke it and gave it to his disciples. He said, take This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us pray together. Thank you, Jesus, for loving us even unto death. Send your spirit upon us so that we may know that all who eat and drink at your table in our congregation and around the world are one body, one holy people. The bread of life. Jesus' body broken for you. You may eat your bread. After supper, Jesus took the cup of wine and after giving thanks, gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many. For the forgiveness of sins, whenever you drink it, remember me. Let's pray together. Lord, give us clean hearts, forgiving hearts, praising hearts. As we drink this, we join with our brothers and sisters in heaven and on earth, giving thanks to you in an endless song of praise. Amen. The blood of Christ that was shed for you. You may drink your juice, your water, your wine. We have come to the Lord's table. We have eaten the bread of heaven. The Holy Spirit will transform us from within so that we can see with Jesus' eyes, hear with Jesus' ears, speak with Jesus' mouth, Feel the world as Jesus feels, to taste and see that the Lord is good. Go into your week nourished by the bread of life. Amen. Amen. Now we'll hear Break Every Chain by Tasha Cobb. That will be followed by the invitation to discipleship which will be offered by Sister Kim Strong. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name. 
Ellen, will you do the invitation? Sister Kim doesn't appear to be here. Okay. We thank all of you who are worshiping with us today. 
on the phone or on the internet, we invite you to discipleship and offer a prayer of salvation. We pray that you've received all the blessings that God has given you during this service. Remember, Jesus loves you. He is in the healing business for those who are lonely, brokenhearted, or at the end of their road. Here are some steps to take on the road to salvation. Admit you're a sinner. Be willing to repent or turn from sin. Believe that Jesus Christ died for you and rose again. Invite Jesus into your heart to be your Lord and Savior. Then pray this prayer. Dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know I am not where I want to be, and I want your forgiveness. Believe that Jesus died on the cross to pay the price for my sins. Please wash me clean from all sin, shame, and guilt. Come into my life, Jesus, to be my Lord and Savior. I ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Unite with Refuge from Storm Church or a Bible-based church in your local community. Start reading the Bible. Email us at refugefromstorm2016 at yahoo.com to become a member for prayer or for suggestions on how to start your journey through the Bible. We urge you to read a daily devotional for daily inspiration in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Also, a daily devotional will help you in your study of the Bible. Here are some suggestions for devotionals, either online or in print copy. Ourdailybread.org, upperroom.org, intouch.org, which is Dr. Stanley, guidepost.org, pastorrick.org, joelolstein.com, and many others. Now we'll have our closing worship song, which will be followed by the benediction to be offered by Reverend and Pastor Millicent Black.
Truly want to thank each of you who have participated in bringing this service to our talk show group this afternoon. God has truly been in the midst of us. Thank you, Sister uh, for stepping up and stepping in. It's just been such a blessing that we were able to meet here today. I I want to um, remind each of you that I have started a um a change.org petition, if you would care to sign it. Uh, I've sent out invitations to probably most of you, but it's entitled Lawmakers Investigate Law Enforcement Agencies That Ignore the Pleas of Victims of Domestic Violence, trying to get attention, uh, get the attention of, of Congress and the President of the fact that 
there are those of us who have been making complaints to law enforcement and instead of getting protection, we are getting intimidation and bullies. Uh, the remedy is to investigate these law enforcement agencies so that they may lose their federal funding. They get federal funding, especially when the victim is a woman or a girl, they get additional funding from the federal government. And the, the rule says if they are found in violation, uh, that they could lose their federal funding. And so if they aren't going to use those funds to protect if they don't need them. So if you would, please go out and read it. And if you agree with it, sign it. And each time the petition is signed, another plea goes to all of the members of Congress as well as to our president to the United Nations. I want to remind you all that we have suspended the Saturday morning prayer time for the summer. Uh, but we are continuing the Monday through Friday morning prayer time, and that's at 6.30 Eastern time. I want you all to come out and, and join us, and thank you for those who have continued to come out and join us. Let us close in prayer after the closing. Those of you who desire to have personal prayer, please feel free to stay on the line. Those of you who desire to have personal prayer, please feel free to stay on the line. And the, uh, to the rest of you, have a blessed rest of the evening and a great day on tomorrow. Father, thank you that you have revealed your love to us today. We invite you to send us out from here in the power of the Holy Spirit. Dear God, we ask that you would fan into flame the gifts that you have given to each of us. Come, O oh God, reveal your grace and your truth to us each day. For yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. 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 Sister Cassandra, you can end the recording. And once the recording is ended, those who stay on the on the line, if you use our prayer, I uh, will be happy to pray with you. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.